Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this joint goes go, go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have to help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. What's up, what's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? We thank you, as always, for checking out Sleep, the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast, presented by the Away Team. And coming to you from the top shelf, this is episode number 10. I go by the name of Mike on the mic. I bring the light, insight, no hype. And if you get most sleep in your life, it just might help you get yourself right. You can follow us on IG and Twitter at Sleep Is For You. That's S L E E P I S, the number four Y O U. And be on the lookout for new episodes and old episodes. I'm proud to announce that on Podbean, our original upload site for the show, we've exceeded 200 downloads. And extremely proud to announce that you can now officially get your sleep on Apple Podcasts. In addition to all of our other outlets, which of course are Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Uh, subscribe, like, leave comments, rate as many stars as you think we deserve. And if you digging what we're doing, don't be scared to share. Tell a friend to tell two friends about us. Joining me in the studio on the boards is E. And of course, my partner, Taylor. Hello there. How y'all doing? What's up? Taylor, how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling all right. All right, all right. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm feeling good myself, so mm-hmm. we're going to get episode, episode 10 rolling, get this show on the road. All right, let's do it. And we're going to start with a little recap of the Thursday night game. All right. Uh, who was that? Who Thursday played? night, we had the Oakland Raiders squaring off with the L.A. Chargers. Smoking Raiders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch that one? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, um, Raiders are actually not not a bad team. I mean, it was an AFC West matchup, and yeah. the Raiders ended up pulling that one out, twenty six to twenty four, to advance mm-hmm. to five and four. They're, they're, they're solid team. I was actually uh, praying for John Gruden's downfall, but he's proved me wrong. He's he's actually got that team rolling, injuries oh, no. and everything. And they and they yeah, I just want him to fail. I'm just being on a hater. That's wild. Oh, so you just got that hate in your blood. I, I, I just never, I just never liked John Gruden like that. But he's got the team. He's got the team playing pretty well, and they responding to him. And he's basically shuffling new new players every other week because they got so many injuries. But yeah, he's getting it in, man. So yeah, I mean, he's actually showing you know that he's actually a you know, because he was a, he's been a sought after sought after sought after coach mm-hmm. when he was doing the Monday Night Football. And now he's pretty much letting people know, like, yeah, I, I can coach. You know what I mean, it's I'm proving I'm, why he was yeah. so sought after. Yeah, and he's been doing a little bit of the old stuff and a little bit of new. He's been mixing it. You know? Yeah, he's still got a fullback out there, so he's he's, he's been pretty impressive this year. So. Yeah, salute, salute to the Raiders. At least they, you know, they can take it down to the end and maybe get in the wild card. They, they mm-hmm. look pretty good. 
We'll go into the stats a little bit for the game. Phillip Rivers went 17 for 31, and he had over 200 yards with 207. He threw two touchdowns, but he also threw three interceptions. So, <laughs> threw a pick six. That that that's never helpful. To a white safety. Oh my, oh, God. my goodness. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it gets like that sometimes. Yeah. I, I say that work all the time. It, it bees like that sometimes, Poppy. Yeah, that was. I don't know what's going on with Phil Rivers, man. It's, it's looking bad for him. But you know who did his part? Melvin Gordon. He had 22 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. He looked pretty good that game. Mm-hmm. Look pretty mm-hmm. spry. Yeah, he's like he's back to you know what he's what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on the receiving note, Keenan Allen was able to pull in eight catches for 68 yards, and he did not get into the end zone, but he did pull in eight catches. Yeah, they, uh, he throws a lot to Henry a lot too, the tight end guy, mm-hmm. so. Hunter. Okay. Hunter Henry, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that team. I mean, they've they've lost it. I feel bad for that black coach because he's gonna get fired. Uh, Lynn. Anthony yeah. Lynn. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. Remember him? He's a running back back in the day. Well, he's he gonna be running. He's he's gonna be running. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna, be, he ain't gonna be running that team no more. <laughs> black coaches. You only got one time to f up, and you're up out of there. So he's gonna yeah. be. I, yeah. I think he might get fired. LA is stinking it up this year. Yeah, they are stinking it up. Man. They, 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 that's, they look bad, man. So and that wasn't expected. It was supposed to be contending, you know, them and the Chiefs. But now, mm-hmm. like the Raiders are kind of like a little bit of a dark horse team. Yeah, yeah. So on the Raiders side of the ball, Derek Carr went 21 for 31, 218 yards and one touchdown, no interceptions. So good, good performance for him. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs has 16 carries for 71 yards and one touchdown, which ended up being the game-winning touchdown with just over a minute left in the game. He's, a, he's, he's, he's he runs hard, man. Remember, he ain't got that much tread in the tire. They barely use him in Alabama, so he's yeah. he's, he's a beast. Man. So yeah, yeah, that uh. Raiders, Raiders ended up pulling that out and uh, they using Hunter five and four. Using Hunter Renfro, you know the, the slot receiver bull mm-hmm. from um, Clemson. He's getting it in. Darren Waller, he's not catching that many passes, but you know he's. They, they, and then um, Ty uh, Ty Williams, the he's the deep threat. So they, they got they got they got a solid team. The O line is pretty solid. So he, he's coached them up. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't hate. I want to hate, but you know he's he's getting it in. <laughs> they been competitive in every game except for maybe like that one against Green Bay. But they yeah. they got they got they, they got some solid wins this year. All right. So moving on to today's games and a little bit of uh, the one o'clock games uh, since the Eagles are on by this week. So we're not gonna do. Any discussing about them, and hopefully they're working on their game plan, getting things together for their uh, second part of the season after the bye. I'm probably picking up old receivers that's on the street. Yeah, I mean they did just pick heard, up. Heard he was looking for Jordan Ty. Matthews. Heard he was looking for Ty Pinkston. Oh like, my can, goodness! Can you come back, brother, please? Well, when I heard they picked Look, up looking for Greg Jordan Lewis, Matthews, yeah. I was wondering if they was gonna call Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, they, they went past all the five, you know, the four or five good receivers that actually can play like you know, like a Des Bryant, who, who's who's trash, but you know he's better than what you got. And let's bring back Jordan Matthews. Sorry, did they did they try to bring Freddie Mitchell back out the booth? Uh, bro, I mean, uh, I, they, they, I don't know what they're doing. Sheesh. So on to these one o'clock games today. One that was a pretty tight one came down to the end. Titans against the Chiefs. Titans were able to pull that one out, 35-32. Mm-hmm. Advanced to five and five, and uh, I guess you could say kind of keep their season somewhat alive in the AFC South. That was that was a wild game. Ty Hill was getting off. Uh, Patrick Holmes came back, looked good. Durant, I, heard, I heard Ty Hill got stretched out. 
He came back though. He okay, got hurt. Okay, he got hurt like more than once, but uh, he came back and caught good, what, thirteen good. or fourteen balls. He, he, he had eleven in. catches for yeah. one hundred fifty-seven yards. Okay, and he right. had a touchdown. Yeah, he was getting it in. Um, tight trick. Kelsey had a couple of catches. He had a touchdown catch. Kelsey but, had seven catches for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. But, but it always comes back to that Chiefs uh, pass defense. Always coming back, and they were letting some some guys get loose. Oh well, and then Derek, Derek, the Heisman Trophy. Former Heisman Trophy runner was just running all over them guys. Derrick Henry had 23 carries for 188 yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns, running mm-hmm. wild all over Kansas City. Was he had like a was an 80 yard run or was it like a seven? He had a, a long run. Like when he gets when he gets past people, he he, he actually got a little bit of speed. Like, Get that momentum going. Yeah, he got a little sneaky speed on low, so he he gets it in. Gets fired up. Yeah, he's a he's got to be like six two, six three, over two hundred thirty some odd pounds. But he once he gets ahead of steam, he's gone and he ran past the whole Chiefs defense. So. The, the Titans, okay, they 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 they're trying to let people know, like, hey man, we, we ain't no pushovers. All right, well the Titans, if if they're not in a position where they're making a playoff push, they might end up playing spoilers for a couple of teams down the stretch. Mm-hmm. If you play them sweet, especially at home, because their Tennessee defense is pretty strong. Yeah, defense pretty good, yeah. So some other one o'clock games today. Um, let's see the Ravens. Oh, As expected, stomped, put hands and feet mm-hmm. on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they got to advance the seven and two. The Bengals fall to zero and nine, and they're moving their way swiftly to their bid for the first pick this upcoming draft. Yeah. <clears throat> the Bengals, they got pulverized. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, Josh. I mean, not Josh. Uh, Joe Mixon had a good game, but other than that, that it was abysmal, man. This, this was pretty ugly. They, they started Ryan Finley at quarterback today. He went 16 for 30 for 167 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Joe Mixon, like you just said, they they did work him because he had 30 carries for 114 yards, and he did not get into the end zone. Uh, but Tyler Boyd chipped in with six catches for 62 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and they spread the ball a pretty, pretty good amount uh, around as far as passing goes. Uh, and it looks like Ryan Finley also had five carries for 22 yards. So I guess he's got a little bit of wheels, too. He was running for his life. Uh, it might have been. But they were coming it, after that boy. When it comes to wheels, that's that's on the other side of the ball because Lamar Jackson, with seven Jesus. carries, Lord 65 Jesus. yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Also 15 of 17 for 223 yards and passed for three touchdowns. Yeah, he, had a, he had a great game today. Man. He was balling. And yeah, yeah, Mark, Lamar Jackson just furthering his bid, uh, solidifying himself as one of the, the top-tier names is at the quarterback position. Yeah, a player they wanted to play receiver a couple of years ago. Yeah, 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 just goes to show you. Just giving the middle finger to everybody. You, you let somebody ride out and do what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then you got Bill Polian coming out saying that he was wrong. Yeah, tell, tell, tell that old white man to be quiet. Just because you see a black fast person don't don't mean they can be a receiver or some type of some type of buck runner or something like that. This man can play quarterback. I saw his throwing motion. His throwing motion is pretty good. Every time I he gets, think he gets, of that. Rid, he gets rid of the ball really, really quick. So mm-hmm. Every time I think of stuff like that, I think of uh, one of my favorite football movies, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Foxx, who <laughs> played Willie Beeman, and he's talking to uh, the coach played by Al Pacino. He's talking about how the other uh, head coach out, and I guess it was like San Diego, tried to put him at cornerback because he said he had quick feet. <laughs> Got me out there tackling 200-pound MFers. I don't, as I don't, he said. I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> I don't do stuff like that. Yeah, and he, then I got hurt. 
Yeah. And they didn't give me a season or time to get back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. looks like they're doing the right thing with Lamar Jackson and putting him in the right position because he's uh they he's switched, doing his thing. They switched up that whole offense. Remember, it was a Joe Flacco was running it last year, and it was mm-hmm. just basically a you know pass and and they. On the fly, changed up the whole offense. So you got to salute to uh, to, to uh, is it Jim Harbaugh, or John, one of one of them. John Harbaugh for chaining up that whole offense yeah. and making it cater towards the, the, the to the um to the to the to the run to the um running quarterback. Jim's out in Michigan. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. At least so, for the moment. Yeah, so John. Yes, John. Yeah, that, that's a salute to him. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. to just basically on the fly. A lot of coaches won't do that. I know this is my system. This is how I want to run it. Yeah. Change the whole system to like option run. They run a lot of pistol formations and. They guys got the team. That's that's what it is. In NFL is to win, not to be like, oh, it's my system. No, it's to win. And they, he's got he got that team rolling. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they 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 pimp smacked the uh, the, the Patriots last week. <laughs> Smoked them. Put hands on them. Yeah, I think I called that last week. I said no, that's they, that's that's the upset right there. And they <laughs> pimp smacked them. And I, mean, I, I I went against you facetiously saying that I was taking the the underdog Patriots. That was the first I, team they faced that was actually pretty good, and they beat nah. the beat the crap out of them. It should have been worse, but you know some turnovers happened. But we ain't gonna go back to last. We are gonna stay on this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they look the Ravens look good though. So <laughs> slightly taking something from last week, but applying it to this week, I spoke on the Atlanta Falcons and how trash they were. But an NFC South matchup this week. Just shows you how these division games can go. Yep. They ended up prevailing against those New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. giving them their second loss of the season, dropping them to seven and two and advancing to two and seven. And nobody really thinks at this point Atlanta's going anywhere. This my, one of my homies says, uh, uh, when things get bad enough, at some point you reach, you're just kind of playing for pride, and that's where Atlanta's at right now. But they won the day, yeah, uh, twenty six to nine. Uh, Matt Ryan, he. Uh, Went 20 for 35 for 182 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Julio Jones pulled in three catches for 79 yards. And uh, as far as the rushing game went for them, it wasn't a whole lot going on. Brian Hill uh, did come in and got 20 carries for 61 yards. But Devontae Freeman, I believe, went out and did not come back. Yeah, he got hurt. And um, Hill came in and I think he had a couple. I think he had a receiving touchdown, too. He He had a pretty good game. So on the Saints side of the ball, Drew Brees went 32 for 45 for 287 yards and no touchdowns, which is kind of shocking for Drew Brees. But they were, for they some were, reason, they just weren't really on point today. He was getting hit today. He was getting drugged by those, by those uh, Falcons linemen. They were just coming in, just smashing him. So and It looks like they could not run the ball because Alvin Kamara had four carries for 24 yards. Latavius Murray had five carries for 12 yards. Yeah. So it was, it was, no, it was tough sledding. Yeah. When it came to the rushing game in New Orleans today, mm-hmm. uh, on a receiving note, Michael Thomas performed like Michael Thomas does, having yeah. 13 catches for 152 yards. Um, and got Jared a, Cook he, for all he, those. He got a stack already in receiving. It's only week 10. He's already got a thousand yards receiving. They just thousand. had to, and they just had a bye week this past week. So basically, in nine games, he's got over a thousand yards. So he's a beast. Jeez. Um, and for all those who uh, believed in Jared Cook, didn't you tell me you ble- you picked up Jared Cook? Yeah, I put him. Uh, I put him at, out, tight end. Yeah, I put him out there in one of my leagues. Yeah, he, he had, had six him. catches for seventy four yards, he so he had a pretty good, good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin Kamara did pitch in on the receiving note, pulling in eight catches for fifty yards. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was a rough day for New Orleans. Yeah, Atlanta uh, got up for that game. I mean, I guess they heard about people, you know, talking reckless about them, which, which was you, <laughs> as you should be. Talk yeah, right. If you, if you suck, we, we're going, we're going to, we're going to just destroy you. But yeah, man, they came, they came through and um, you know, and put the smackdown on, on the Saints so as they should. Like they said, the division games are always tough. You know what I mean, you just can't think you're just going to go through and sweep them just because the teams are all bad. No, those division games they're used to seeing you. They get up for those games. So listen, man, when I see trash, I call trash and i understand it's difficult i understand that i probably could never take an nfl snap in my life but that's why you paid these bucks to to, to perform on the field and win these games and when you're not doing that i gotta t- call it how it is i'm allowed to i'm paying all this money for these packages on my tv i'm allowed to talk reckless about you so coming out of my pocket you get I'm, I'm talking reckless about you i don't care who you are so speaking of another team who uh has been performing pretty poorly so far this season, but came in this week, I guess, a little more fired up, and they was able to pull out a win. The Cleveland Browns were Browns. victorious over the Buffalo Bills, 19-16, and dropped the Bills to 6-3 and three as they advanced to 3-6. and six. They tried to lose at the end, but, you know, <laughs> they, they came through at the end. Uh, win's a win, no matter what. <laughs> uh, on the Bills' side of the ball, Josh Allen went 22 for 41, 266 yards, no touchdowns. Devin Singletary had eight carries for 42 yards, no touchdowns, but Josh Allen rushed six times for 28 yards, and he got into the end zone twice on his feet. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ran one in and had a QB sneak on the other one. Yeah, That was good for him, but it wasn't enough for the team because on the Brown side of the ball, Baker Mayfield heard everybody talking real, real greasy about him. As they should. And he <laughs> came out and went 26 for 38, 238 yards, and threw for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. One to Jarvis Landry, one to Rashard Higgins. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry, speaking of him, he had nine receptions for 97 yards in that touchdown that I was just speaking of. He had a real good game today, yeah. Nick Chubb had 20 carries for 116 yards, no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And Kareem Hunt, and his, this was his return to the field this week, right? Came back, yeah, came yeah. back. He, 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 he contributed. He had four carries for 30 yards. And as we were talking about the game earlier, you were questioning why they didn't give him the ball more and spread it out a little bit more, but... Yeah. You know, Nick Chubb definitely held up his end of the he, bargain. He caught, so. he, caught, he caught about seven or eight, eight passes, though. So Cream that is Hunt, true. Yeah, Cream, Cream Hunt was a very – he was a part of the um, – remember, they don't really have a tight end like that. So he's mm-hmm. he's 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 pretty much – he was their third receiver today. So he, he looked pretty good today. He, yeah. ran, he ran pretty good today. Seven catches for 44 yards. Yeah, so they if you use them right, you know what I mean? So maybe he might be the guy that might get them, you know, they, they, they got to get a couple wins in a row just to make the playoff. Not three and six. You just can't go loss, 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 win. You got to win. So they got to go on a little bit of a winning streak. So maybe this is the start of it, beating the Bills, who were pretty much in the playoffs. But they caught a couple losses in the last couple weeks. So we're going to see. And on the OBJ watch, uh, he had five catches for 57 yards today. Mm-hmm. So, uh he was all right. You know, I guess kind of a middle-of-the-road performance for Odell Beckham. I guess he's still kind of trying to find his footing down there yeah. in that Cleveland offensive scheme. He, trying to, he, 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 had, he had an okay game. So. Yeah. All right, all right. So moving on from those 1 o'clock games, we're going to slide into our first edition of Top 5. And Top 5 this week. Uh, the first time around is going to be our Top 5 MVP candidates yeah, mid-season. so far this season. Mid-season. We're around that mid-season point, actually mm-hmm. a little, little bit past that point, and uh, you know we're just speaking on who we feel has really, uh, you know, showed up and showed out up to now, and and given us reason to put them in that MVP discussion. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, number five, 
<clears throat> on my list, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, as far as his stats go, he doesn't really jump out to you um, on the passing side. However, I feel like he's performed this season passing-wise a lot, a lot, a lot better than a lot of people were projecting him to. They were projecting him to be a receiver. So. Exactly. <laughs> so if he has it for 15 touchdown passes, that's good. And, of course, you know when it comes to getting busy on the feet and getting out of the pocket and yeah. getting those positive yards on the ground – He's he's up there with any of them. Yeah, he's about to break Mike Vick's record of most rushing yards in the season. He's already got over six hundred yards rushing. I want to say after the day. So Sheesh. I think Mike Vick what, did a thousand yards. I want to say that year they went to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. he'll be. And we are in week ten. So if he averages what fifty yards the next couple of fifty five sixty, he'll he'll pass that. So yeah, he's about to break that record. So this this a guy I wanted at receiver. All right. So number five, we're gonna go down to uh, my home last year, Tampa. And check in with Mike Evans at receiver. Uh, Mike Evans has been performing very well this season, although it doesn't really show in Tampa's <laughs> current win and loss mm-hmm. record. Uh, they sit at three and six right now, but he's been a real bright spot for the team. Um, he's uh, dealt with um, not really as bad coverage as he has in previous seasons uh, because you know he has Chris Godwin on the other side of the field, and that's very beneficial. But uh, he's somebody that I feel like has done very well and, and maybe deserves to be in the discussion as far as receivers go. Yeah, he's, he's had a pretty good season, yeah. yeah. Even though James Winston, he's, he's, James Winston puts up good numbers, but he just turns the ball over so damn much, man, with the interceptions and the fumbles, man, or the sack fumbles, man. He just, uh, he's abysmal. If he took that out of the game, took those parts out of his games, he, they would be a good team, but he just turns the ball over every game. Like, yeah. ter- terrible interceptions. The only receiver that I might mention in there above Mike Evans would obviously be Mike Thomas, uh, who's doing what he does best uh, down in New Orleans. We just mentioned him uh, during those one o'clock games uh, recap. But uh, moving on to number three, I'm going to go up to Minnesota and I'm going to go with a running back, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. who the only uh, running back I feel like up to this point in this season that's outperformed him has been Christian McCaffrey. Uh Minnesota, as far as uh, their season goes and their record, they're currently sitting at six and three, uh, so they're doing pretty well in that NFC North. Um, and I feel like Dalvin Cook is a really big part of why things are going well for them right now. He does it all. Yeah, he catches and runs. He's runs hard. He's finally healthy this year. So I was just about in. to say, luckily for him this year, he's been able to avoid that injury bug and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's good for him and that's beneficial for the team. Yeah. Uh, so number two, I'm going to go to his running back counterpart that I just mentioned, uh, and that's going to be Christian McCaffrey over in Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's no secret, no question what he's been doing this season, running the ball, catching the ball. This guy's literally a Swiss Army knife at, uh, at Ron Rivera's disposal, and he's made things very, very um, smooth as far as the transition goes from <clears throat> uh, Cam Newton to with uh, Kyle Allen, that's his name, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Allen. He's been able to kind of step in and just kind of manage the game and um, not be caught on so much to, to win games um, a lot because Christian McCaffrey's in the backfield and he just he, he gives you an ability to have freedom for your receivers because you got to keep your guys in the box on him. You can't really double team 
Um, so I really love what he's doing in Carolina. Okay. All right. Uh, and the only guy that I felt like was capable of putting ahead of Christian McCaffrey in this MVP discussion is somebody who I'm pretty sure has won it before. Um, he's enjoyed a lot of success over his career, although the last couple of seasons he's kind of fell back a little bit. Um, and that's Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a guy who's kind of flew under the radar a little bit in the quarterback discussion and all this, you know, stuff going on with Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. And, you know, there have been quarterbacks who have performed this year, but he's been very steady. And uh, on the low, he has the highest amount of passing receive uh, touchdowns <clears throat> on the season uh, with 22 uh, prior to this week. So, yeah, that's that's my top five for MVP candidates so far. Taylor, what you got? Okay. All right, then. Well, you mentioned Michael Thomas. He's in my list. I mean, he's number five for me. Okay. I was trying to move him up, but, you know, kind of like a receiver, you kind of, you're dependent on the uh, quarterback. But yeah. when Bridgewater was up in there, he was still getting this 10, 12 target. But the thing is with um, Michael Thomas is if he, if you give him 12 targets, he's probably going to catch 11 of them. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, he's a, he, I looked at his targets and his uh, reception it's like maybe it's, it's not that far off. It's like at like ninety percent. So if you throw him the ball, he's going to guarantee catch the ball. Like I said, he's already over a thousand yards. He's got uh, what about four touchdowns? You know what I mean? So they probably when when he gets into the red zone, they probably just double team him. But he's still getting off. He had another thirteen. What thirteen? You said thirteen catches today or fourteen? Mm -hmm. Thirteen. And uh, he's he's a beast, man. He's, just a typical day for Mike Thomas. He might be the best receiver in the league because he <laughs> proved it when they brought in another quarterback. <laughs> and he just he was he kept. Sometimes you'll see receivers uh, numbers fall off. He kept yeah. getting it in. So kept that consistency. He's number five for me. He's been awesome this year. He's a beast. So uh, he, he's my number five. Um, my number four is uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, he's been playing real, real, real well today. Even though um, the offensive line's gotten a little bit better, but um, he's been, um, you know, spreading the ball around to, uh, you know, they got like three or four tight ends down there. Um, they got, you know, not not just Hopkins, but they got Kenny Stills, and he's been very, very, very well. And he's been running the ball. He's kind of like their goal line back. Like when they get down mm -hmm. to that goal uh, into that uh, red zone area, he's he's taking it to himself. He's got a couple of one and two yard touchdowns. So I like Deshaun Watson. He's played very very well this year. So he's, he's got wheels. Yeah, he's got wheels. He's I got think he's only, only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. They caught a huge L last week though when JJ Watt went out for the season. So it's going to be tough, uh, you know, for that defense. But uh, you know, hopefully he can you know you know bring that team up underneath and hopefully Will Fuller will get back. And uh, he'll have his full complement of receivers, and then you know we'll, he might go on a run. So they're on a bye week now, but I definitely got to put him at number four. He's played ver real well this year. Aside from him being a good quarterback, I hear the kids got a good head on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's good. He's, he's quiet. You know, he's not in the club and with the bottle of bub. He's he's getting it in <laughs> with the bottle of bub. Yeah, he's chilling, man. Just keeping quiet. <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, Lamar Jackson. He's. I mean, I just, I just feel like this man's been disrespected, man. I mean, he's a beast. They, they want him to play receiver. <laughs> I mean, they he's want like, him to play wanna, running back. I want to throw the ball, dog. Yeah, man. White man come in and say, yeah, man, I want you to play this. Like, no, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I, I like Lamar Jackson. I think when he went to the combine last, he didn't even run. Like, y'all know how fast I run. I'm not even being cocky. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm not gonna. He said, if I'd have ran too fast, <laughs> y'all to try to put me a receiver. That's how you know he's nice. That means he'd have probably, smart. That probably, he probably ran like a four-two-four-three. They to try to put him at, at a, so he actually psyched him out. It dropped his draft ass a little bit, but he ended up going to the right team. Ended up being the last pick of the you know of the uh, draft. I think the Eagles traded out, went to the second round, and Baltimore jumped up and got him in the thirty on the thirty second pick. And 
he's been great. Stepped in and been, and been a beast. Changed up the whole off, changed up the whole offense for him. Salute to the coaching and the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator switching up to where it's more of a, a, a offense for him. And his mm-hmm. offensive line is, is real good. And yep. he's he's been balling. He's in a good position to be more. Yeah, he's yeah, he's real good position. So salute to those coaches. Not trying to get it. Oh, we're gonna do our system. Nah, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do to what, what works for you. We're gonna we're gonna try to win. So salute to play to our strengths, baby. Yeah, play to our strengths, and that's what you're supposed to do. Not getting mm-hmm. the quarterback saying no. Either my way to highway. No. Preach. Let, let him let him do what he got to do. Tell him. Yeah. So uh, he was my number three, right? So my number two is a uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's okay. A beast. Don't don't get no better than him. Stanford's Stanford's own a Heisman Trophy finalist. He's he, he he's I saw him stiff arm. I think he stiff arm that that kid that Tampa Bay guy a couple weeks ago. Just oh, laid man. him out. <laughs> For a touchdown, just laid up, just literally pimp smacked him and ran into the and ran into the end zone. I you mean, don't want to catch that fist to your he's chest. A yeah, no, it wasn't to his chest, it was his face. Oh my, even worse, yeah, even just more disrespectful. And then what? Like I said, it wasn't stiff. It was a smack. He smacked him in his mouth, <laughs> smacked him in his face. He fell down. and He ran to the end zone. So just that play alone, it's, it's on the internet somewhere. You gotta find. It. He just, I think he smacked. Oh, uh, what's that linebacker name? They I'm just grabbed look that up. Something white. Whatever the linebacker <laughs> name is, he just smacked him and just ran to the end zone. Uh, they, Whatever that linebacker is from Tampa Bay, they just drafted this pass. His last name is White. Smack him and oh ran to the end zone. Number 45. It was hilarious, man. Smack him and ran to the end zone. Just that play alone, you're an MVP candidate. He's a beast. I like him. He runs very, very hard. Like you say, catches the ball. He uh, he runs very runs hard. And it's just, he, he's just a beast. You know what I mean? So I like Chris McCaffrey. That's my guy. Number two. I try to put him at number one, but. Oh, no. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. Before you go to number one, yeah, you saw. I gotta right? speak on the clip I just saw. Yeah, he just smacked him. Man. He didn't only slap that man. Yeah. He slapped him and he hit him with the MJ hee hee spin oh, move yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. while he did it and just horse trotted into the end zone. end zone. Yeah, that, once I saw that play, I was like, oh, that's MVP candidate right there. Like, oh my goodness! It was so disrespectful. Yeah, smacked up some uh, a first round like I think this guy like I think he's like the fourth or fifth pick overall and smacked him. Smacked him in his mouth. Backhand. Smacked him. The white man smacked the black man into the end zone. Salute Once to him. upon a time, Cassidy famously said that chit chat fam get you backhand. Yeah, well, he got backhand. Yeah, he got that backhand. Mm-hmm. And my number one is, uh, uh, well, it's, it's got to be Russell Wilson. I mean, what he did last week <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, that was crazy. Winning in overtime, I mean, not selling for no field goal. He said, no, we're going to get this TD. <laughs> He's a beast. He's getting it in. He's got. Just got Josh Gordon. I was like, my God, like, y'all just got Josh Gordon. Like, why? Up. Why would y'all let him let him go there? Out of all places, he's gonna be like the fourth or fifth receiver. Uh, Tim and Ty Locker are just they got a connection too. Their their uh, their uh, target to reception ratio was real crazy. He might have yep. like maybe fifty five catches on maybe like forty eight targets or forty nine. Like it's it's crazy. Telling it. He lost his tight end. They just bring another one in, throw it to him. Mm-hmm. He got he had two touchdowns. DK Metcalf is still learning, but he's getting end zone grabs. He's a beast. I like yep. Russell Wilson. The, the O line has been kind of. Um, Beat up this. He still gets it in. Still got the team winning, and uh, it's gonna be a real good game tomorrow um, against uh, San Fran. Like I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna call that upset, but it's gonna be that, that's gonna be a good game tomorrow against San Fran. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, Russell Wilson. He's he, he's balling this year. So he's definitely my MVP, and it'll be it'll be his first. He's been in the finals. I mean, in the last, but this this year I think he deserves it. This year, yeah, yeah. He's been balling this year up in the up in the Pacific Northwest, getting it in. Definitely with definitely. that raggedy weather up there, still getting it in. And uh, he's gotten his team to a position where they're currently sitting at seven and two. Yeah, 
Eagles will be playing him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get all we need to see about Russell Wilson mm-hmm. very very soon. Yeah, you'll get to see him on Monday night, and then the week I don't, I don't think that games, but you'll be able to see him in the last couple of weeks. So they're gonna try to you know flip those some of those schedules to where you can see him. He's 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 a beast. And we're gonna come back and circle to that San Francisco 49ers Seahawks game tomorrow very mm-hmm. soon in just a couple of seconds. But <clears throat> first, <clears throat> we're gonna speak on that Sunday night game tonight going down in Dallas between the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. And this looks like it's going to be a good Sunday night showdown between two uh, teams that are uh, in favorable positions. Minnesota sits at 6-3. and three. Dallas six, sits at 5-3. and three. Um, And obviously it's a good thing for us uh, being, well me, being an Eagles fan. You I was about to say, who the hell is be, us? Be, being an Eagles fan. Uh, Appreciator, I guess we'll call you. Yeah, don't 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 let me into that. Uh, t- Taylor's not a fanatic of anyone. No, I'm a fan of myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if Dallas loses, you know, and Minnesota's able to do well, uh, that's going to be beneficial for me as an Eagles fan. But um, you know, I'm, I'm don't really have a, a horse in the race to be honest. I, I don't really care one way or the other. But I do hope. Uh, I, I I'm not going to say I hope. I say I'm going to pick the Vikings in the upset. Uh, as the away team Yeah they uh, Thielen's out um, So is this going to be Stefan Diggs Irv uh, Smith Kind of like the H-back t- Slash tight end And the other receiver Named Johnson Or something like that mm-hmm. And uh, but, Yeah then Dalvin Cook's Going to be getting A steady uh, You know Steady of uh, Steady carry So um, And then you got Dallas I mean Dallas is pretty uh, I know um, um, Amari Cooper is a little gimpy But he's going to play He's going to tough it out I do think it's going to be A good game though yeah, still, I just want to say that You still got Zeke Elliott uh, You still got um, um, You know um, Dak Prescott He didn't get the contract He thought he was going to get During the bye week So he might be motivated To you know You know um, you know, To, to, to put his Mac down tonight yeah, So He's um, got Gallup too yeah, Gallup's, yeah, Gallup's there uh, Randall Cobb's pretty much Stay healthy So uh, yeah It's, it's going to be a good game Um Hmm I, I think Dallas might be able to win this one tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm okay. thinking they might be able to win that. Yeah, we'll see. All I right. mean, but uh, yeah, I will have to pick Dallas on this one. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Taylor's going Dallas. I'm going Minnesota, and we'll mm-hmm. see how it plays out tonight and who ends up being victorious. Yeah. Um. So that Monday night game tomorrow, uh, like we just mentioned, the Seattle Seahawks are traveling to San Francisco mm-hmm. to see the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the 49ers, who sit at eight and zero. Uh, Russell Wilson. I'm just seeing a stat here. It's 23-5-1 uh, in primetime games. So, you know, that kind of bodes well for him uh, versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but, Jimmy, then, but Jimmy G is like 16-2 and two in like all the starts he's been in. So it's kind of like there's going to be like, you know, some, something's got to give. You know what I mean? He's, he, I mean, even though you might not like him, he's a winner. I mean, he puts himself in position and he wins. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because I, I – don't not like Jimmy G at all. Coming into the season, he was one of the quarterbacks I had my eye on as far as fantasy-wise goes. But I started hearing some bad things about him coming out of camp. So I fell back, didn't end up picking him up. And I mean, look at how he's performing now. And interestingly enough, he still sits on a good amount of waiver wires. Yeah, last so, week he had his first uh, really good game. Because I remember, remember the Arizona game, was it? Yeah, that Thursday night game, he had to kind of throw him back into the game. And he was pretty good but he's going to be without um george kittle he's out and uh but he's going to have all his running backs and he's getting on to his he's getting his two best tackle back getting staley back and mcglinty back from um the notre dame kid that they drafted last year in the first round so mm-hmm. he's getting his uh, book in tackles back but he's going to lose his tight end so it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game uh, it's going to be a real tough game yeah 
Well, uh, Seattle. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, trying on this one, I, I want I want to call Seattle to win, but you know. on this one, I think I'm gonna go 49ers. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the home team. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, they are the home team. Yeah, like, but like you said, Russell Russell Wilson, he's pretty good on prime time. I think he could put on a show and actually win this game. So. Oh yeah, I think this is gonna be another good game. Uh, so if you have a chance to sit down and catch this Monday night game tomorrow night. This is one you're going to want to have. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take Seattle. That's, that's going to be a good I think it's going to be a real good game. Now. Seattle okay. should be able to, you know, do some things. They got the experience. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, moving on from the Monday night preview and a little bit of a discussion, we're going to get into some fantasy football talk. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty point in time in the season. It's the heart of bye weeks. Uh, you might have people out on bye this week. <clears throat> Had to work with the wave wire a little bit, pick some people up, maybe engineer some trades to move around some stuff uh, to get yourself in the best position to win. Uh, but some people who kind of caught my eye, uh, Jay Crowder, followed up a eight for 83 and one TD performance last week with a five for 81 and one TD performance today against the Giants. Uh, you know, we all know that the Giants uh, aren't really the best team in the league right now. Uh, but for all those who may have him available in your league, the Jets stink, but they have an equally stank stretch of games coming up. So he may be a good look. He may be somebody who you can stream um, or who you can pick up, who can help your team going into the playoffs if you're in position to do that. Uh, another guy who caught my eye, Ronald Jones down in Tampa, uh, who may be sitting on your waiver wire. He had another solid week. Uh, with 11 carries for 29 yards and one TD, but he did also add eight receptions for 77 yards. So if you're in a PPR league, uh, eight catches kind of speaks for itself. Uh, and final, finally, I'm going to go with defense. Um, and defensively, if you have a solid D, uh, hold on to them. Because uh, in one of my leagues, the 49ers defense actually got dropped. And I mean, the guy had another good defense. and um, <laughs> But still... Uh, if you have a good defense and you're dealing with these buys right now, try to be preemptive and make moves to preserve your good defense. 25 unexpected points from a D can win you a game, baby. I've seen people take L's just, you know, just like, you know what, I'm not going to cut nobody. I'm just going to play these people and just put the bye week and just catch an L. I've seen people mm -hmm. do that. They've just taken an L because they miscalculated the buy. Maybe they picked up some people. And that's not, I mean, it's not a bad strategy, you know what I mean? But you don't want to put somebody out there and make another team stronger. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. That, that, that's that's tough for me to give up a 49 defense. I mean, they've been, yeah. I saw the point they've been getting up the last couple of weeks and they got some, a couple more cookies for the rest of the year too. So, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd have done that. But, teach his own. So who you got your eyes on as far as fantasy football goes? Who's uh, kind of stood out to you or maybe somebody who uh, you picked up personally in one of your leagues? Uh, Mike Gusecki, the tight end from uh, Miami. Miami. Uh, yeah, they lost, um, uh, what's the name, Preston Wilson. Preston Williams, yeah. Williams, and, you know, they traded Kenyon Drake. So, you know, they got they got to throw it to somebody. So might as well be the tight end. He had a pretty good game last week. He's available pretty much everywhere. So, you know, you might want to take a look at him. Maybe he'll get you something maybe later on in the season. So. Yeah, him and another. There's another tight end uh, from the Jets, uh, Chris Herndon. Herndon, yeah. Yep. He had a really good uh, second half of the year last year. I think he had like five touchdowns in like maybe six weeks. So um, he played today. I don't know if we, I don't know if he did anything today, but um, yeah, he, that's that's another tight end you might want to look at too. And you know, just you know, just 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 you know, just, you might have to you know, 
Uh, just a, he only had one catch today for seven yards, but you know, might have to stash him. You know, you never know. He might come up with a five catch game for for a touchdown or something like that. So that's yeah. another guy you might have to stream. Uh, you know, so um, and the Jets got some cupcakes coming down the stretch themselves. Yeah. So you know, so this, 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 I mean, other than that, I mean, it's not going. You're not going to get any any gems out there. I mean, I think already Kareem Hunt, if he hasn't been picked up already. Go grab him. You never know. You know I mean, they use him pretty good today as as a receipt as a um, as a receiver. He caught uh, eight balls, so you know you never know. You might be able to grab him. And uh, one more receiver. I don't, did I say him last? Did I say Russell Gage last week? I don't remember what I. I don't think you did. Yeah, Russell Gage down in um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Remember, remember they got rid of uh, Sanu, so he's gonna be slipping into that slot, and he's gonna be like a deep play. Uh, you know, uh, long long runner. He was on the other side of a DJ Chark when they were in LSU, so he might want to, you know, take a look at him and maybe, you know, he might get the targets that um that uh, Snoo got a couple uh, for the past, you know, three or four years. So you know, you stream stream him and you know, mess, you know, put him on a team. You never know, he might blow up for you. They they you never know, they might. With Atlanta being so trash, they might just tell uh, Julio Jones to listen. We need you to just sit sit down. Might come up with a mystery injury, sit him on the bench, and then you know just have him be the the, the, the receiver. Yeah, man. We've seen it before. A really good player playing that just oh he's got a a, a finger injury. We're gonna put him on IR in like week thirteen or fourteen. I've seen that happen a whole lot. They do they've done that before. They do it in the NBA all the time. So they do it in the NFL. They'll yeah. come up with a mystery mystery injury and then just sit you down and then yeah. put somebody else out there because they don't want to hurt you and. You'd be dumb to get tell your ACL in week 15 and 16, especially if you ain't playing for nothing. So don't be surprised if you see Julio Jones just get shut down. Mm-hmm. They two and seven. And Taylor knows what he's talking about because I just picked up Russell Gage in one of my leagues a couple of days ago off the strength of something I read um, on something, uh, you know, some research that I was doing as far as fantasy football goes earlier this week. So, you know, that, that kind of lines up. Mm-hmm. So we're going to transition real quick out of NFL and move into a little bit of NBA talk uh, where you know really in the swing of things as far as the season goes you got games on Tuesday nights you got games on I believe Wednesdays you got games on Thursdays Fridays every night yeah man it's it's, it's going down it's a fiesta if you love professional basketball I'm feeling good about it myself As as, as far as the NBA goes but as far as my home team and my fandom the Sixers stunk up the remaining games of their their road West Coast road trip. This time last week they was five and zero. Uh, yeah, yeah, they. Now they see how quick a, a trip out west yeah. can. Um, Frank Sinatra said it best: "Riding high in April, shot down in May." Can break. <laughs> that's life. Yeah, that's life, man. That's life. I mean, what's happening? You got to take them West Coast trips, especially early in the season. Yeah, that usually happens, man. So. And it was ill because we were in here and we were talking about the game against uh, Denver. Yeah. The other night I was actually watching it With my pops And uh, he was just Commenting on how It seemed like Jokic kind of To be honest Took MB's heart And uh, he, he, he his lunch On the offensive end Jokic was getting busy Unless MB fouled him Or he was able to Deny him the ball On the defensive end He was not trying to Get down on the block He was sitting out On the outskirts You know Shooting the ball Taking threes Passing around the perimeter So uh you know, we got some stats for our big man to go still. You know, he, he doesn't really look like he's in the best of shape right now. Oh, God, don't start that. He's not getting up and down the court so well. And, Lord I mean, my Jesus. man, you had a whole offseason. We ain't even 10 games in. People talking to, about the condition. To, to work on that. Christ almighty. This this 82 games, baby. This this is a long situation. If you plan on going to the playoffs, which a lot of got them, a lot of people got them projected top three in the East. 
you going to the playoffs, you gotta you gotta have it together. Mm-mm-mm. Can't be on the treadmill during the season trying trying to pick up the pace. Say it ain't so. Trying to pick it up, uh, you know what I'm saying, pick up ground. Yeah. Um, a young guy on the flip side who's been showing big things to me uh, is Ja Morant in Memphis. Uh, I like this kid's game a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who um, he plays guard. He plays uh, one guard the majority of the time, so he, you know, kind of has the ball. The ball, uh, but he has a, a pretty solid outside shot. Uh, something that he might want to work on a little bit. Uh, but he also um, can distribute the ball well. He can get to the basket and finish with the best of them. Um, and then um, another young guy who I've had my eye on since he came into the league, who things are kind of starting to come together for him uh, is Brandon Ingram down in New Orleans I like his game a lot and he had like 30 the other night he was, he was balling and I like the nucleus of that young team they're trying to put together as well mm. uh, but it's really good that you know things are starting to, to, to click for him because he had a couple seasons in LA where they weren't really sure what they were going to do with him um, and he might be in a situation where he can flourish and take his game to the next level in New Orleans. Yeah, that's, that's your guy from back in the day, yeah. Yeah, man, I was actually arguing with you because uh, the year that he got drafted was the same year that Ben Simmons got drafted, and I was politicking for them to take Ingram. Now, looking back, I'm not mad they took Simmons, but it just shows that I saw a lot of potential in Ingram. He's, he's actually better than I thought he was going to be, but, um, yeah, he's, 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 he looks pretty good, man. He looks pretty good, so hopefully – Sometimes LA is not always what you want to just go to another team and just and just because LA gets a lot of you, people get you know it's, it's a lot of distractions out in LA I'll just say that so if you go to a team you know what I mean that's in New Orleans I mean there's a lot to do in New Orleans but there's a lot to do well too much to do in LA so the lights um, is brighter in LA mm-hmm. all them all, all, all them all I almost said the word all them young ladies out there you, know, you, <laughs> might, you might you might get frazzled you know what I mean so maybe it's better for them to be down in New Orleans and uh, you know just and just get in down there. Eat some good food, down there. get some yeah. gumbo. Get some gumbo, yeah. Get some, put some meat on the bone. That Negro's still skinny, man. Get, yeah, yeah, get, yeah. get some weight on your bones. Yeah, get yourself some uh, some shoe fly pie or something like that. Get it in your system, man. Get Come some on. of that good Orleans cooking. Yeah. Down so, south, yeah. baby. Looking pretty, yeah, but he's looking pretty good, yeah. All right, so uh, Damian Lillard uh, dropped 60 points on Friday night, which was a, a new career high. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a losing effort, though, to the Brooklyn Nets. And this was on a night where Spencer Dinwiddie led all Nets in scoring with 34. And he was followed up by Kyrie, who had 33. Mm. Uh, so the Nets did a, a masterful job against the the Portland Trailblazers, getting that victory. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, any comments that you have as far as NBA for I games wanna, last week or maybe even I games talk about ben, this week? I want to talk about Ben Simmons' um, bum shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben got hurt uh, during that West Coast trip. Now, when he got hurt... <laughs> I thought about the movie Rookie of the Year. Oh, my man no. messed his shoulder up. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe Ben Simmons will come back with the jump shot. <laughs> On some freak injury. Remember he fell and he yeah. had throwing like 150 miles. So maybe Ben Simmons' shoulder injury, he might come back shooting threes. That'll throw something off and he'll just come back and be yeah, like, you know back, what? Yeah. I feel great about this shot. Something snapped in his arm. And then, I feel fantastic and then when the playoffs, the court. In the playoffs, he falls on his shoulder and he can't shoot again. Oh, no. That's just some sucker. That's just that's just how my mind works. I was just thinking on that silly stuff. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, that was, um. That, that's just what I thought when he got hurt with the shoulder injury. But, you know, yeah. I think they say he'll be back in, what, in a couple days or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. He's, he's day-to-day right now. Yeah, so, so he, he should be all right. But, yeah, but other than that, though, um, 
Uh, I didn't really pay attention to, to too many other games. They had like a little crazy situation out in, the, out in the L.A. with Kawhi and taking days off and everything like that. But Load management, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, remember it's still early in the season. And last year he didn't play any um, of those um, back-to-back games. Oh, he only played like 60-some-odd games. That's why he was balling the playoffs because uh-huh. he, was in, he was in his groove when everyone else was kind of run down. So whatever works for him. And remember they still got to bring back – they got to bring back Paul George in a couple – in about a month or so. So – I mean, uh, but the team is pretty. Like I said, that, that team's filled out. They still it, listen. Lou Williams, he'll put you. He'll, he'll put you up some points. He'll, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pat Beverly, even though he's a defensive guy, he, he got he got his three point stroke. And um, uh, what's the guy name with the dreads? He he gets him in, in in the paint. Montrez Harold. Am I saying his name Hart, right? Hart, Hart, I'm uh, I'm blanking. Montrez. I know his first name is Montrez. Yeah, with the dreads. Yeah, Harold. I think. Harold. Yeah, you you. He's one of them cats. You see at the wine saying you don't even, you don't want parts of him. <laughs> Yeah, so their team is pretty much filled out. You still got Doc Rivers coaching, so yeah, I, I think they're, I think the LA Clippers they're gonna be fine. Yeah, okay. RIP the RIP the RIP the Golden State Warriors last week, but the actual couple of Villanova Cats was getting it in out there. I was just about to say Pascal I forgot to mention and, and Spellman were getting it in out there. So. Exactly, Eric Pascal, Villanova's own, getting busy. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, in a game last week, I think he had like 30-plus. 30-some-odd points, yeah. Banging so on people, pulling up for trays, yeah. mid-range, yeah. nice passes, good decisions, good assists. Yeah, got, them, got, got, got them a win, so you know. Yeah, man. Might not be uh, RIP quite yet for them Golden State Warriors, although a lot of people have Golden State in their crosshairs after the way they ran through the league the past couple of seasons. A lot of people still want to give Golden State their best, although Golden State is not at their strongest. You should have did that last year, two years ago. Now here you come talking all that craziness. Man, get out of here, man. Yeah, that's word to Pat Beverly. Yeah, that's like talking reckless after the, after, after the drug dealer gets locked up. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the block. Too, I mean, it's too late. You're too late. <laughs> he's going already. He's already. He's already in the penitentiary. Here you go talk about. the way. If he'd have said that to me, you know what I mean, I'd have ran down on him. No, <laughs> say, say it to say it when it's happening. Exactly. I hate that stuff. Oh yeah, now it's time. No, it should have been time two, three years ago when they was in, when they was in mid mid form. Where was you at then? Was you talking reckless? Or was you running scared up up in the up in the up uh, in the tunnel, running to running to the back? You know, he's about to get ran out the gym. I don't I, hear that stuff now. I just had a vision in my head of uh, coming to America and uh, Daryl, the scene when uh, Samuel L. Jackson came into the McDowell's and was yeah. trying to stick it up. Yeah, ducking behind Eddie, the thing. Eddie Murphy trashed Samuel L. Jackson and then yeah. they saw him at the, they was at the game. He's like, you know what? I was going to do something. It was at the party. Oh, they was at the party. Yeah. I was going to do something, but I didn't. Had, had a cup of coffee in my hand. Yeah. I like the way you handled that situation. Yeah. He wasn't gonna do nothing because at first, because he first he didn't have no respect for him at the basketball game, mm-hmm. and then when he saw what he did, he tried to ride his. Ass, you know what I mean? So looking yeah. like a whole sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, behind behind the joint with the Jerry curl, man, get your ass out of here, man. About to set somebody house on fire with that Jerry. Yeah, curl with that juice. Jerry curl, man, man, get on out of here, soul glow. <laughs> people, but that's what that's, that's what the Golden State people are the hater now. Oh, yeah, now now it's time. Oh man, man get out! I don't want to hear that mess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. Switch gears right now from um, NBA talk and get into our second edition of Top 5. And our second edition of Top 5 is going to be a little more entertainment related this week. Um, You know, we have, uh, you know, we do call the show the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast. So sometimes we are going to get into the everything else part of things. Just the the EE part. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Me and Taylor are both uh, music lovers. Uh, We have our 
particular <clears throat> artists who we enjoy listening to and our particular genres that we like. I, I found out uh, like last week or a couple of days ago. I didn't know this. Taylor's a big rock and roll fan. Yes, sir. Uh, he likes a lot of classic rock, right? I like all kinds of. I mean, well, rock is dead now. But back in the nineties, you know what I mean, Bush, Soundgarden. Now I, I used to get it in with, with, with all that rock. I just, like I said, I told you I was listening to rock before I listened to rap. And I actually, I actually kind of listen. I'm a black spoiled kid from the suburbs, so all that <laughs> Negroes talking about, you know, growing up in the hood, I I know what y'all was talking about. But once I realized that we can, you know, we it's for everybody. I said, oh, okay, I can like this rap stuff. You know what I mean? So I was, I was with the, um, you know, with with, with the uh, with the Nevadas and the uh, who else? You two. That's what I was rocking with and R and B. Yeah. You know what I mean, but when I realized that, oh, okay, all black people can like this music, all right, then I'm with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I like a little oh, bit of rock. I don't know rock, about uh, picking roaches out the cereal box. I don't know nothing about that. Oh. <laughs> I know a little bit about rock myself, and yeah. I you know, like some songs here and there, but I'm not trying to get off topic. Our topic this week for top five is going to be uh, don't, don't play me. I, I get Metallica in the car, so <laughs> stay out of my way. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. It's going to be our top five hip-hop producers. Yes, sir. So the people that's on the boards, the people that's behind some of the songs that you love, some of the songs that you listen to on repeat, back to back to back. You go to concerts to watch these artists perform. So, uh, yeah, we're we going to get into the producers that the, I... The people in the background and make it all go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they make some of your hits, hits. Yeah. So before I get into my actual five, I do want to give a quick honorable mention. Uh, my honorable mention is going to go to a young guy, uh, down south producer, Lex Luger. Oh, yeah. Um, I like Lex Luger a lot. He did some production on Watch the Throne. Yeah. Um, he's worked with some artists individually and done some, um, you know, one on one work. One of my favorite musical artists is a guy that goes by the name of Currency. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. him and Lex Luger did their own uh, tape together or EP together. Yeah. And, uh, Lex actually happens to have the same birthday as me, March 6th. So. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's done a couple stuff. Walk up. Yeah, his, his beats, they swell up. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he has the little Transformers drawn in it, and they, they, they turn up. I like yeah. them drones. Mm -hmm. uh, so, number five is another uh, producer who um, has a beat that kind of turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, number five. Because that was just an honorable mention. Uh, that's gonna be another producer who has a beat that beats that kind of turn up a little bit, and I really enjoy him. Although, I don't know if he's had anything particularly recent. I haven't heard anything, uh, but that's Just Blaze. Oh yeah, he's and, a great. Uh, Just Blaze was a big uh, producer back in the the Rockefeller heydays. He made a lot of big beats for Jay Z. One of my particular favorites is Hovey Baby. Yeah. Um. So I, I I enjoyed his production a lot. And has he done anything he recently? Did, he did pump it up. Yeah, Joe Buttons. Yeah, yeah. Has, has he done anything recently? He got some joint. I think I want to say he did Drake. Was he on Drake's album last year? I gotta research that. But uh, I think I, I could have sworn he did a, a, a song with Drake uh, last year. Yeah, but okay. He's still doing his thing. I think he's more. Um, I, th I think he's more like a DJ right now. Like a lot of these producers from back in the day, they might not do music, but they might DJ um, parties and stuff like yeah, that. I know yeah, he, he does it. Q-Tip does it, and I think uh, Kid Capri does it. But you know, yeah. But he's still in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give him a call. He'll probably he'll, he'll probably set you up with a beat. Yeah, and that's yeah. definitely not a shot saying that he hasn't done anything in a while. That's just I'm pretty sure you know, he does. I, I, I have real music is so yeah. Music is so all over. Yes, yeah, music is so all over the place that um mm -hmm. you could do something and, not, and just actually miss it. But I'm pretty sure he's still working. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, definitely would not doubt that he's still working. He's very talented. Yeah. He's still uh, pretty young, so yeah, he can pretty much come up with something right now, and it would be you know. 
shit. So that's a good pick. I like that. So number four on my list is going to be Justice League. Okay, I like them too. Justice League has some very classic work that they did with uh, with Rick Ross, among uh, many other artists. But um, you know, I really appreciate their production and the sonic you know sound that they bring to their music. I like Justice League too. Yeah, I think that's I think it's two guys. I think so. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they 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 get it in. Yeah, they got they they got a lot, lot of really really good people. Like you said, uh, Rick Ross. Uh, I'm pretty sure they. Uh, yeah, they I, I like them. I like them. So number three on the list, uh, we're gonna move on to somebody who, uh, to be honest, is a legend in the game. When people speak of his name, you kick around words and adjectives like genius. Um, I really like his sample game, and when he gets his hands on a really good sample and puts a really good beat with that I just can't describe the feeling uh, but number three Kanye West okay I'm a sucker for a good sample and Kanye really delivers when it comes to them you know even if I gotta go back and listen to something older I'll do that uh, just because you know it, it, it hits that spot yeah Kanye's done what's he done almost Going on twenty years. I remember that first beat he did a. Remember did a beat with a seagull. Uh, mm-hmm. The truth. Yep. And he ever since then, the he, and did a lot of stuff with Kanye. Uh, not Kanye. Um, Cameron and kind of Cam got Cameron sound back in the early two thousands. Yep. So he's done a lot of work on that. He, 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 he yeah, he's he's done a lot. Did an did album it. with Common. Yeah, and then he can switch it up and do something with Twister. Yeah, you know I mean, like he's mm-hmm. one of these people that know. Like he do something with Scarface. He's not just a one. You know, just Jay Z. He was actually Jay Z kind of got onto him like a little late. He was yeah. working with other people in Rockefeller before he worked with Jay Z. So yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. He's he's still doing his thing, and he had he. Had, I mean, even though people kind of saying his last album is kind of like uh, you know kind of suspect, but he his, his production was pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we were talking about right now isn't even taking into account his more recent work. Yeah, that's talking about his beginning stages. You know, when he was you know working with Rockefeller, did the takeover, the breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a he, he's, 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 he's a great I'll give him that Alright so number two uh, We're gonna go up to someone who's a little more New York centered mm-hmm. uh, And that's gonna be Alchemist Alright uh, I like Alchemist's work a whole lot I feel like his beats are very distinct Yeah. Um, although Taylor was kind of schooling me earlier Telling me that everybody's beats are kind of distinct And if you do your homework and your research You can get to a place where you can identify a beat Just from listening to just it listening to you know, you that's, that's where he is Yeah uh, oh, oh, that's so and so's beat. Okay, <laughs> but I, I, I like Alchemist a lot. I like his work a lot, um, and he's another guy who did work with uh, with Currency, uh, and they have a tape together, Covert Coops. They got like three of them, maybe yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, they actually do. They got the joint with him and uh, him and Gibbs. But my favorite that he did was uh, the joint he did with Fab, uh, Lullaby. Lord Jesus, beat, beat is just so hard. Yeah, Lullaby is vicious. Yeah, but he had his own tape back in 2003, and so many people ripped them beats and did freestyles. Like I remember Jada Kiss ripped the uh, one beat he did and did the uh, diss to 50 Cent. So um, his 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 beats are just legendary. Okay. Like yeah. I said, he's still a young guy too. Like a lot of these guys started very very young. Yeah. So they can still like. Put in uh, you know another four or five years and just cement their legacy. But yeah, he's he's definitely my favorite. All that stuff he did with Mob Deep, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my number one producer, just speaking of legendary producers and guys who've done really amazing work, uh, is going to be Ski Beats. All right. Uh, he did work with Jay Z on what I would describe as his best body of work, Reasonable Doubt. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked with people like uh, Tribe Called Quest. Um, you know, he worked with Currency as well. He made uh, some of Currency's best work, in my opinion, with the Pilot Talk series. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I really like Ski Beats production a lot. I like the flow of his beats. I like the the smoothness of them. And um, you know, that's just kind of the lane that I'm in when I'm listening to the music that I want to listen to. He did work with he did low, he did work with Camp Low. Remember he did Camp do Low? Work with Camp Low. <laughs> listen, Lucini, this is it. It's still my joint. Yeah, he's, a, he's a beast, man. He's, he's a real. He's a beast, man. He's a beast. He's been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a he might be a legend. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I like that. I like Ski Beast, man. So Taylor, who you got for your five? Um, uh, like I said, yeah, I'm a little bit different. Yeah, you know I mean, but I like all I like all kinds of uh, production. Uh, okay. But I and but you know some of my names might be a little bit famous, but you know I got to put some respect on Dr. Dre. Okay, okay. Number five. I mean, that whole West Coast movement. There would be no West Coast movement without Dr. Dre. Like all the production he did with N.W.A. Mm-hmm. Then switched it up and came back to um, you know the Death Row and did everything with Pac and and, mm-hmm. and, and um, Cube and not Cube um, um, Snoop nope. and and and, every, and he's he's a beast man. Yeah. And then after he's done so much, people have spouted off off of him. People guys like Philly's own Scott Storch mm-hmm. and uh, you know Dad's they Dave all Kino came looking at what he used to do and then doing their own thing. So put their own spin on it. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually. His productions out these spots, you know, put off uh, more more producers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Doctor Dre, we gotta put some respect on Doctor Dre. Stuff he did with Nas, then he did some stuff with with, with, with Jay Z. Uh, he's 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 worked with with, with damn everybody. Fifty Cent, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's a great. You know what I mean? Like he's and then you know, of course his own stuff he's done. So he's got some. I mean that Chronic. Uh, what's that? Two thousand one. Incredible album. That was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Love that album. What's the difference between me and you and all them beats on there? That was just yeah, he's a he's a beast, man. So I gotta put some respect on Dr. Dre. He's he's one of my favorites. He's got joints for sure. Yeah. Now number four, I was a party animal when I was a young kid. And uh well <laughs> when Pharrell Beats came on, slash the Neptunes, I had to put some respect on that weirdo's name. I mean <laughs> Shake It Fast when I was in high school, Lord Jesus. And I'm not going to get too graphic, but man, it, it used to go down <laughs> in Chinatown, I, and I and I ain't talking about China. His beats are, are just—he's been doing beats like since the uh, early '90s or since the late '90s, and he just careened and he's just still—he's still doing beats now. Did it doing stuff, this stuff with Kendrick Lamar and Shaq. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 a beast, man. All the stuff he's done with Jay Z, excuse me, Miss, and I want to get to know. Uh, what's it? What's the song called? Um, uh, what's the song? Uh, Song with pops was in the, in the video. Uh, Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z song. Um, I want, I want to get to. Well, um, I'm, a, I'm. A, what's the song? And the, give me that, give it to me. That song, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You talking about the song with, with with Sparks on the hook? Yeah, Sparks on the hook. Yeah, just a. Uh, he's a great producer. Done stuff with with ODB. <laughs> Baby, I got your money. Come on, man. <laughs> he worked with Nori a lot. No, oh, Nori. He cut his teeth with Nori. He's cut his teeth with a lot of people, man. So yeah, in the early '90s, kind of when he came up, and then like 2000s hit. He just. Was running, doing songs with everybody. Like, like I got to get at least one song from from, from Pharrell and uh, mm-hmm. what's the Asian guy named Chad something? Chad, Chad Hugo. Yeah. The clips and then, oh man, yeah, his, his production is fire. You know yeah. I mean? And uh, doing on and do stuff with R and B. Like he's he's a beast with it. Like, Definitely. It's still going on right now. So uh, salute to, uh, to, to to the Neptunes. Rob Williams, now, baby. Fresh out of uh, Virginia Beach, so they was they yeah. still get it in. Uh, my number three is uh, DJ Premier. Okay. 
the reason why, and the reason why I brought him up was because I heard the production on the Gangstar new album. I was like, man, this man still got it. Definitely, <laughs> he's got to be in his fifties, but he's still putting in. He still got that ear, and I, I love Premier. He he did a song on um, I forget what album it was, but I think it was after the, he did an interlude where he just started talking. Mm-hmm. He just started going in on people. I'm not going to repeat what he said because he, he was cursing, <laughs> but he was just going in. Don't be stealing the records and then the break beats and everything. Like he's he's done songs with everybody from now. I keep saying Nas, Jay Z, uh, uh, of course, uh, you know the locks. You know, ain't none of y'all better. Like, come on, man. Like, he's done so so many tracks with so many people. Premieres a beat. Like I said, he just came out with another joint this uh, this past uh, well, a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Gangstar with some unreleased stuff that I never heard from Guru. So he's a beast, man. He's done he's 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 done some with a lot of people. So he, he's a great. In my yeah. Eye. Like Nas is like that's that's one of my favorite joints right there. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my number two is, is your number two. It's the Alchemist. I mean, he's okay. just a cult favorite, man. That white boy gets it in. <laughs> done Alan. stuff with yeah, does stuff with with uh, Schoolboy Q recently. Yeah, he still he, he still produces right now, and he's one of these guys. He'll put out instrumental and let you here. Here's instrumental. Here's the beats. All I did. Y'all can steal it. I don't care. Yeah, like he's a beast, man. Uh, he's done stuff with Mob Deep. I mean, a bunch of stuff with Mob Deep, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's he, he, he's a great man. Uh, he's um. His beats got this distinctive sound. You know yeah, what I mean? He's got like a lot of samples from like video games. <laughs> like I think I saw a YouTube video where he kind of where he got something from Zelda or something like that. Used something that they and used it repetitively and, and put it into, it into a, a beat. beat. Yeah, he's, wow. he, he's a beast. Uh, he did a song with um, Rick Ross and uh, Meek Mill called Professional. You know, Professional. Just, he just out of nowhere, just do a song with with two random people, yeah. and professionalist or perfection, whatever it's called. But that's that that beat was just hot. You know what I mean, so he's 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 a great man. He's he's a beast, man. So, so Alchemist, that that's my guy, man. Oh uh, yeah, my, just just the stuff he did with Mom Deep alone, that that just puts him puts him over the top for me. Gotcha. And my number one, uh, God rest the dead. It's gotta be my man Jay Dilla. Boy, Jay Jesus. Dilla. <laughs> Jay Dilla's a beast. Dilla had joints, joints, all, joints. All you gotta do joints, is hear the far sides running, and then you'll be like, "All right, okay, all right." And that's that's kind of like one of the songs that got me into rap was that song right there. Can't keep running. I mean, his production is just crazy. He did the nah. whole um, Beats, Rhymes, and Life uh, album with uh, Tribe Called Quest. He's done songs with with, with, with Busta Rhymes, uh, Common. I mean, it's just. Uh, the, the, the list goes on. De La Soul, like all your all, all your favorite songs from the mid '90s to the late '90s, he did it. He, the Slum Village, all that stuff he did with them, and a lot of people have taken from him. Yeah, he's fruit off, like Kanye's fruit off his tree. Like no. Kanye, I won't say he bit, but like he learned from him and he got it in. And they still sample him right now. He's been dead for almost 15 years, and they still use his samples right now for songs. You know what I mean? So, R.I.P. to a legend. Yeah, he's he's a beast, man. Like just I was just going through his list, his I was like, man, oh man, this guy was doing stuff. <laughs> He was like in his when he was 20 years old in mm-hmm. 1993 1994 yeah, and man. then all the way through the 90s to the early 2000s and then when he passed away people a lot of people was like well, does he have i remember i think when he passed away people was like trying to get his beats like they were trying to buy him yeah it was like a crazy it was like a craziness he did uh uh delight with um you know with common you know that Ooh. Don't get no better than that song right there. Yeah, that's on this nice. Yeah, yeah. I love so that song. He's 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 one of my favorite producers of all time. He's probably the reason why I listen to rap right now. Because if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be rocking long hair and, and golf clothes and listening to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> but he got me. He, he's he his his production in those 1994, 1995, 19. He's the reason why I'm 
I listen to rap right now because this beats was just 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 cold. Like, I, I, I remember the, the beats for I'm a Life album when it came out. And they said he's doing the whole production. People were like, I don't know about that. We so used to Q-Tip, and then he killed that. He killed yeah. that, and he went on to do a, a bunch of great stuff. You know what I mean? He had more to do, but he just passed passed away. Uh, but he's a beast, man. Salute, salute to Jay Diller. Definitely mm-hmm. salute to Jay Diller. And Taylor, I got to slide a quick apology to you because I, f- I neglected to mention before we started our top five of hip hop producers yeah. um, that your number three guy, uh, Premier, is what prompted this top five in the first place because yeah. Taylor hit me the other day. We was talking on the phone. Um, and he was like, yo, I'll just listen to that Gangstar album. That joint is crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And it gave me the inspiration for one of our top five this week. We should be top five producers. So I had to put Premier in there. He's done. He's, so, he's salute done a lot. to Premier. Special salute to, to Premier, to Gangstar, to their music. Uh, they got joints, they got cuts, and they do have another classic album. Yeah, he got, he got a song. What's the. <laughs> Royalty with the, with the, the gang, what's it, uh, Casey and JoJo? Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs right there. Man. Love that joint, man. Yeah, man. So, like, all, all those guys, those are my favorites, you know what I mean? Right then and there. Definitely. When definitely. I'm in a certain type of mode, I got to put on, that was, I'll go, oh, uh, let me, let me, he did a majority beat for this album. Let me listen to this joint. So, salute to all them. Well, that's the beautiful thing about music. It'll yeah. take you where you feel like you want to go at the moment. Yeah. Salute to E. He's a producer. He is definitely a producer. Yeah. He makes beats. He yeah. makes music. He's my honorable he, mention. He's, he's my number six. He, he records. Mm-hmm. He's recording us right now. Um, so definitely salute to E and everything that he's doing up here at Mainline. That's right, man. Bleeping out my curse word. That's what, that's what I like, man. Mainline Studios, right? Definitely, definitely. Check him out on IG. Um, you know, check out his work. Facebook. He has a Facebook page as well. I mean, he, he's doing things here other than just promote that black man other than just taking care of us from week to week when yeah. we're recording our podcast and up here talking our talk mm-hmm. I come in he be doing beats when I be coming in here salute to him yeah man love it big part of the show so we're gonna finish things up this week uh, with T's thoughts Taylor's gonna get into a little bit of what he's had on his mind over the past couple of days, and maybe something that stuck out to him. So, T, what's going on? I don't even need a script for this. I'm, t- I'm, uh, these people out here driving with their damn cell phones. Please knock it the hell off, please. <laughs> You're gonna kill somebody. The people driving with their phones up in their face. Yes, man. That is, yo, that is the most crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. I saw a chick. I was in North. I had to drive up to North Jersey yesterday. Yeah. And she was driving with the phone like in her face. Like and she, literally. And I'm going 80. So and she's in front of me. So she's got to be going 85. Like, can you put the damn phone down? Oh my goodness. It is not that deep, man. Like, if, like people will call me like, oh Taylor, you didn't pick up because I was driving. I don't pick up my phone. When I drive. I do not do it. Do not. I, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, flip my flip my stuff over and be, and be on the six o'clock news. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, people out here with these phones, like, put the damn phones down, man, and relax, man. And and, and they got all these phones, all these cars are, uh, got got hands free. Use that. I got, yeah. I can go to Walmart and get me some headphones for seven bucks. Boom, plug it in, sounds perfect. I'm like, like, stop with the phones in your hands. I like, I saw, I, I was out yesterday and I saw at least four people in on the Jersey Turnpike, balling. On their phone. On the phone. <laughs> yes. Phone in your face. Yes. Hands on the, up. On the way here, I saw two accidents. I'm, I'm not saying they was on the phone, but like, come on, man. Like, knock it off with these phones, man. Like, put the guy, put the phone down, man. And just relax, man. Concentrate on the road before you kill somebody or yourself, man. These phones are more dangerous than, than alcohol now. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I think when as soon as I got in the jersey, it said the, the sign over the top said, "Put the phone down and drive." <laughs> yeah, yes. And then as soon as I saw that sign, I saw four people on that same stretch of road on that phone looking at oh look, looking at, at, at like stop get off the damn phone, man. Can't be that important. Yeah, I think I was. I, I ain't gonna hold you. A couple of maybe four years ago, I was. I did. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm telling myself I was on the phone looking. And uh, your attention goes to the phone, so yeah. like you can be driving, you're 100 on the driving. But when you put that phone in, now 6 percent of it, you're on your phone, and 40 percent on the road. Yeah. I looked up, almost smacked in front of somebody. That's yeah. how fast it can happen. So ever since then, I said, "Oh hell no, f this phone. I'm no more. putting it down, and, I, and I'm not doing it." But please, people, stop with these phones on, um, in the car, man. That is crazy, man. It's insane, mm-hmm. man. Like, don't do it, man. You are gonna kill somebody, man. They do. They be doing it. They be on the phone with kids in the back of the car. Yeah, man. That's dangerous, man. It's very dangerous. Very yeah, dangerous. So I was, I was, I was cursing at people yesterday. I mean, I know they couldn't hear me, but I was like, can you get your, 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 your out the street? Come on, man. I mean, um, a pull over if, if it's that important. Pull your, oh, pull over and yeah. just take the call. I don't take calls literally until I'm off the road. I don't play that mess, man. Please. Yeah, man. I, stay, I, stay off the phones, man. Please, you are gonna hurt somebody. It's the holidays coming up real, real soon. It's gonna be a lot of traffic. Stay off the damn phone. For Christ's sakes, please stay off the phone. While need, you're driving, <clears throat> I need to get better with that myself. But it's something that I'm trying to be conscious of and, and work it. at, so I can, you know, not do that. Cause I get in my car, it's driving. That's it. I put my phone in the center console, I, and I'll see it. Bring, I'm not looking at nothing. There's nothing that important for me to for, for my life. Please stay Let's, off your damn phone. I know people personally who are on the phone, flipped over, and they and they're, and they're, and they're taking a dirt nap. Like it's not that deep. Yeah. Like. Take, put the phone down, and just drive. That's all you gotta do. Stop with the phone, please. Last thing you want to do is end up smacked up because you were on your phone. Yeah, your head's gonna be through the damn windshield. If you keep playing around. Stop playing. Drive your damn car, man. That's like what a, a, a two-ton car, <laughs> and now you on the phone checking Facebook for lights about a picture you put up uh, ten minutes ago. Nobody <laughs> cares, man. <laughs> please. All right, man. Well, that's gonna do it for episode ten. Uh, y'all can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S L E E P I S, the number four, and Y O U. Look out for new episodes. Catch up on old episodes. If you haven't heard before, listen out. We're on Apple Podcasts now, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, of course. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be here for episode 11. Uh, We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the listens and the downloads. Taylor, you got anything else you want to say? Deuces. All right, y'all. Catch up with y'all later. Peace.